fucking enemy! Enemy in the water! You can't handle the truth! Hey, everyone. Welcome. It is Thursday, November 16th. Thanks for joining me today on this Thursday. As I said yesterday, the communists have invaded San Francisco and have infected or emboldened our government officials and politicians. Also talk about the Shapiro, Candace Owens, Roe. Candace Owens appeared on Tucker Carlson recently and explained herself. And a briefly juiced up Joe Biden uh, tries to hold a, a press conference for, it was supposed to be an hour press conference, it was like 20 minutes, uh, because the juice started wearing off. And also a healthy two-year-old dies after vaccination. Uh, nothing to see here, as healthy folks are dying suddenly all over the place. Well, don't forget to engage the channel, like, subscribe, leave a comment down below and share the podcast. Check out my other websites, libpop.org. Learn about libertarian populism. And you can find the audio podcast at rudysrevelation.com. So we're finding (laughs) revelation in the news and meaning in media, which basically is We're looking at the reflection and the refraction of reality uh, in news media because it's not always the reality that they're portraying it to be. So let's get into the headlines. So we're going to start out with Newsweek. Video of Chinese flags filling San Francisco street sparks backlash. Uh, this is of no surprise because if you saw the footage, uh, streets of the streets of San Francisco were lined with not just Chinese flags, they're Chinese communist flags, which is very disturbing. They say here in Newsweek, let me just get into it, uh, other issues such as Taiwan, Chinese economy. Upon Chinese president's arrival, videos have been made their way into social media showing numerous people with Chinese flag watching Xi's motorcade. Now, we don't know who these people were, but this is abhorrent in the United States because this is not a communist country and we shouldn't be paying homage to the communists because ideologically, as far as politics go, Communism or socialism is really the opposite of what we have here in a republic. And and during Biden's news conference, he often referred to the PRC, which is the People's Republic of China. And it's not really the people's. It's not a republic. Uh, It is a communist country. And that's why most people refer to it as the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, who is in charge of China. It's not the People's Republic of China. They say the same thing about North Korea, that North Korea refers to itself as a democratic republic of Korea, which is neither democratic nor a republic. And I'll just go on with this Newsweek article. In a post to ex-formerly Twitter investigative reporter at the Post Millennial, Katie Davis Court shared a video showing the many Chinese flags lining San Francisco's Street saying, oh, look, San Francisco turned into China for President Xi's arrival, finally revealing its true colors. Uh, Obviously, true colors 
Oh, Gavin Newsom warmly greeted President Xi, and he was also warmly greeted to and referred to by uh, President Joe Biden. I don't want to get into all the fawning, which is really quite disgusting. And the Wall Street Journal is reporting China's Xi draws standing ovation from U.S. business leaders and some doubts. Well, now we know where all the Chinese communist flags came from. They came from business leaders who donated money for people to buy the flags, similar to the Orange Revolution in Ukraine, where nobody could figure out where all the orange paraphernalia came from. Well, it came from the CIA. So we know business leaders and others, communists in this country, provided um, the monetary uh, the money necessary to to buy these little items, giant, and they weren't little. You have to understand they weren't little handheld flags that you hand out during Memorial Day or whatever. When you hand out little American flags, um, these were giant Chinese communist flags um, that nobody's going to go buy unless they're Chinese communists or. Business, U.S. business leaders, the U.S. corporate titans applaud Chinese leader, though some are disappointed by the lack of plans to boost business ties. Of course, after Trump derailed this synthesis between Chinese authoritarian communism and the United States, which has been planned for, for a long, long time, um, Charlotte Iserby first laid this out. She actually worked for Reagan's Department of Education and her husband was a big Freemason who told her often that the idea was a, a synthesis between the Soviet Union and the United States. That was the whole point of all of what's going on here. And they seem to have achieved some sort of synthesis between capitalism and communism in China and that they're going to have an even further synthesis uh, with bringing the Chinese model globally as a global government and uh, perhaps here to the United States as some want. Um, I'll just read the lead. Foreign capital is fleeing China, yet the first trip to the U.S. in six years, Chinese leader Xi Jinping didn't make a pitch to win back American business and investors. Well, his, the Chinese economy is floundering because China wouldn't exist in its present state without the United States. Just like the Soviet Union and the Russian Revolution would never even happen if it wasn't for Western funding. It's very similar to what happened with Hitler's rise if it wasn't for corporations, both in Germany and outside of Germany that supported Hitler, he would have never come to power. You have to understand it's not the appeal of a leader. Um, that leader needs backing and that's where you get fascism from when uh, corporate titans, as said here in the Wall Street Journal, when they join a political ideology or, or they forward a political ideology or support a political ideology, that's corporate fascism. Uh, the fascism that Hitler enjoyed wasn't just corporate fascism because it also involved the Catholic Church and other power blocks or uh, you know power centers. So we're going to Bloomberg here. Uh, Biden again calls Xi a dictator, showing limits of cooperation. U.S. leader makes remark a press conference was winding down. Chinese foreign minister later called it extremely incorrect. 
Well, he's not really a president. They let they constantly refer to China as a republic. It's not really a republic. Um, the people have no say in choosing their leaders. It's all done through the communist parliament or Duma. Uh, I forget what they call it in China. But it's just a bunch of party bureaucrats deciding who the leader is going to be. Um, the fact is, is that uh, Biden was uh, winding down the press conference as his uh, shots, his juice was uh, wearing off. If you noticed, if you watched the press conference, he came out, and my wife even noticed, he goes, that's not Joe Biden. He's so uh, lucid and he's speaking very quickly and clearly. But as time wore off, like it was only a couple minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes in the press conference, he started rever uh, reverting to his old self. So you could see it. He got out all his talking points and he started uh, calling on pre-selected reporters with pre-screened questions and he had the answers there on his little cue cards. Um, it was just, it was a farce. It was all scripted. You know Joe Biden can't speak. He did take a, a couple off-the-cuff questions. Um, he wasn't very lucid at that point, so his his answers were fairly muddled and he was uh, fairly befuddled. Um, but at the very end, he did call she a dictator. Well, he calls everybody a dictator because they were asked pointedly about the adversarial nature of China, communist China, and the United States. So moving on to the next story here, there's all, every you know, the internet is a blaze with Candace Owens because uh, media uh, finds uh, a fair target with Candace Owens um, because she's seen as against Israel and so the conservatives... And if you can see, the Uniparty is is coalescing and they're trying to get the uh, uh, libertarian right to eat itself. It's not really working. So they're taking shots at everybody, including myself, who's doing the smart thing and not picking a side on this Israel. And Candace Owens very smartly on Tucker Carlson made the point that if you, it's very much like Black Lives Matter and, and similar psyops, where if you don't pick a side, then you're for the enemy. So if you're not with Israel, somehow you're for terrorism or Hamas or whatever. It's not. That's not the point. Is most people, most Americans, patriotic Americans, don't care. They, you know, people in the Jewish community obviously have an affinity for Israel, and I think Israel should exist. And I think all states should exist. I'm even for carving out uh, ethnic enclaves in certain states, um, and including Israel. I believe in this uh, two-state solution. Everybody should have a home. Um, but it shouldn't be, you know, the point is, is that just like Ukraine, this was all contrived. And, it, and if you still believe in happenstance and coincidence and things just happen in a timely manner to rescue Joe Biden from the investigations that's finding out he's corrupt or trying to save Ukraine by, by poking the emotions of the American people to try to get them emotionally charged up enough, not only to send aid to Israel, but to send aid to Ukraine. It's not gonna happen for most people because people are hip to the trick. 
they, they see what's happening and you can't inflame people without people asking questions. And one part of the interview with Tucker Carlson, and like Candace Owens pointed out that Charlie Kirk, who's a supporter of Israel, just asked the simple question is, how did Hamas get away with this? How did they, first of all, initiate the attack and breach the fence line in 15 places without any response from the IDF? And then after hours inside of Israel, terrorizing the population there and kidnapping folks, how were they able to get out of the country? I mean, there were even tales of retired uh, IDF personnel, generals, driving two hours um, uh, to where the incident occurred before the IDF responded. So so apparently Charlie Kirk, as uh, Candace Owens uh, tells the story, um, that he was called an anti-Semite because he just asked how Israel or the IDF allowed this to happen, which, which was, you know, still on October 7th was my question. All right, the post-millennial full breakdown, Candace Owen goes on Tucker Carlson to respond to Ben Shapiro. And that's what everybody was asking. Oh, it's all about Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro. She basically said, Ben is not like the CEO and she doesn't really deal with Ben Shapiro much. And so when Ben Shapiro was meeting with uh, Jewish conservatives that back uh, his web, uh, the Daily Wire, that he, of course, didn't defend Candace Owens' remarks, which were just, you know, not gonna, not gonna defend Israel, not gonna defend Hamas, not gonna get sucked into picking a side, as this has been done many times before. And she even went so far as saying she is going to support Nikki Haley for president of Israel, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. So uh, the post-millennials, Darian Dury, conservative political commentator Candace Owens pushed back on attacks from Daily Wire co-founder Ben Shapiro, who recently called her absolutely disgraceful as she appeared on Wednesday's episode of Tucker on X, formerly known as Tucker on Twitter. The two have been publicly sparring over Israel. Oh, Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. Segment with a montage of various people in the media world laying into Owens over different claims she made that often fall against the orthodoxy of mainstream political establishment over the past years. Notice why they are attacking Candace Owens, Tucker began. What did she say? Well, actually, George Floyd was not murdered by a racist cop, much less by a systematically racist society. She said, actually, the vaccine doesn't work very well and it may be dangerous. And we'll get into that in just a minute. She went on to say, no, Ukraine is not going to win the war against Russia. And for saying these things, every one of which has been proven true, she was attacked as an immoral person, a racist, a traitor to her country. Of course. People use uh, information and vitriol, not even information, current events, or the way current events are portrayed, and vitriol to attack. And that's why from the very beginning, October 8th, I said this is a wedge issue. It's meant to divide people, and that is the dialectic. BizPack Review reports Candace Owens responds to Ben Shapiro and sit down with Tucker, and she talks about the very public, very public feud. 
I'm not going to respond with the same ad hominem attacks, Owens told Tucker Carlson in a lengthy sit-down. I don't think it helps further discussion in that if that was me that was caught on a video saying something about my colleagues I work with, I would be embarrassed. Indeed. As she should be. See, the thing is, Candace Owens is coming out more and more as an intellect um, because her opinions are well thought out and well expressed. Even when she's emotional about something, she's a smart woman. I was going to say girl. She hails from close to where I live. Um, and so she sits down with Tucker, who is inquisitive and um, also honest, I believe. So we're going to go into some other news headlines, uh, and then I'm going to get into some vaccine developments. Um, This is from the Midwesterner. Muskegon County Township declares Second Amendment sanctuary forms militia township adopting policies necessary uh, for the security and rights of the Holton Township residents. Uh, Similar to Livingston County, which last April passed a resolution naming it would be dubbed as Second Amendment sanctuary. Holton's revolution declares the township will not enforce red flag laws restricting gun and ammunition possession. Well, good for them. In in this area of uh, Michigan, right? It is Michigan. I believe so. Muskegon County. Yeah, well, this is Holton County, but... Um, Muskegon County. Um, it is in that part of Michigan, it's very rural and people are very uh, independent and are supporters of rugged individualism, which this country was founded on. And that's why it's so great. You have the freedom to do so. You don't have the pol- uh, political party or the government uh, browbeating you about what opinions you need to hold and whether they deem you patriotic or not patriotic. Breitbart also reports, Barbara Streisand says she can't live in the U.S. if Trump becomes president. Many people said that uh, in 2016, if Trump becomes president, they'll move. Uh, none of them did. Um, they're you know a bunch of hypocrites. I wish they would. I don't really care much for Barbara Streisand, particularly her, her political leanings, um, which are stupid. Uh, Like most people, most people just don't understand um, what's going on and how it's it's really uh, monetary policy and economics, fiscal, either conservatism or liberalism, that is the political divide. They don't understand that because most people aren't good at math. And and then the other access, obviously, on the political spectrum is whether you want a lot of laws or not or restrictions, regulations, what have you. And those are two independent axes. So you either want your government to spend a lot of money, and I know Barbara Streisand knows how money is created and how laws are made. And the way politics works, particularly in the United States, is to spend money, you need to pass laws. That's how it works. So that's how politics works in the United States. It's about creating laws either to spend money or to restrict uh, social behavior, what you can and cannot do. So NBC News reports global decline in male fertility linked to common pesticides. Really? Now, this is just a recent article published 
November 15th. Scientists have spent decades trying to untangle the puzzling questions over falling sperm concentrations. A new analysis of 25 studies of pesticides show clear connection. That's what they said before about, well, it wasn't atrazine, it was glyphosate. Uh, the WHO or the World Health Organization and other health uh, global health bodies said uh, uh, glyphosate, which is Roundup, is a which they're talking about. It's not pesticides like which pesticides have problems too. And if you're talking about pesticides like killing insects, but the pesticides they're talking about, the pests they're talking about are weeds. So the weed killer glyphosate or Roundup was used extensively on your food. And they found out that glyphosate or Roundup was a possible carcinogen, whatever that means. It's either a carcinogen or it either causes cancer or it doesn't. Not only does it cause cancer, but is an endocrine disruptor, which means it disrupts your hormones. There are a lot of other endocrine disruptors, so it's not just pesticide. It's also BPA and other things that um, are in your diet and in your environment. So this isn't, this is no mystery. Prolonged decline, it's, it's actually population control. Prolonged decline in uh, male fertility in the form of sperm concentrations appears to be connected to the use of pesticides. And if you didn't know, um, Monsanto, or it's actually Bayer now, um, has, has, are, are, is doing away with glyphosate and they've come up with a new pesticide that who knows what, so as soon as they catch up to, to the dangers of something, they already have something waiting in the wings. So they go, oh, we're so sorry. They phase it out and bring in something else. And that will have to wait, what did they say, 25 years? Decades. So we'll have to wait decades to unravel the puzzle of um, harm caused by chemicals. So I'll just say, uh, no matter no matter how we look at the analysis and results, we saw a persistent association between increasing levels of insecticide and decreases in sperm concentration. Oh, they even, they say insecticide because they don't want to point to the fact that it's herbicide. Good job, NBC News. NBC News, everybody has, everybody has done the study and said that it's atrazine, which is both found in pesticides and herbicides, but. News, so it doesn't matter whether it's pesticide or herbicide. It, it's not good for you. You should eat, if you're eating particularly leafy vegetables, broccoli or lettuce or what have you, uh, you need to wash it really well. But most of this stuff is not water soluble. So you can't really wash it off. You should be eating organic. The people that, the reason that people in the know eat organic is not because, hey man, it's healthy. Um, it's more expensive, but it doesn't have the herbicides and pesticides on it that doesn't wash off. So whether it causes cancer or lowers uh, fertility or who knows what it does, you know, maybe a lot of it might have to do with the confusion, uh, sexual confusion, gender confusion of, of young adults. Too many juice boxes, they would say about BPA. Or, you know, with women experiencing a rise in breast cancer, a lot of people attribute it to women eating a lot of salad or in some cases playing on a pesticide-laden lawn, those lush green lawns that you love to lay in 
love your, let your kids and your pets roll around in. Uh, that's full of uh, endocrine disrupting and cancer causing product if you put that on your lawn. I have a pretty green lawn. I use lime and a little bit of fertilizer, which is just nitrogen. I try not to put a, a, a lot of chemical. If you know anything about lawn care, you should put out, um, the, the only herbicide I really use is the pre-emergent crabgrass preventer. So I am a little bit guilty, but I try not to use a lot of chemical otherwise. So Lee Fang is reporting on Substack, NewsGuard's for-profit censorship model merges government and corporate power. The anti-misinformation startup works closely with the Defense Department intelligence agencies and the world's largest corporate marketing conglomerate. And he goes into this uh, uh, long story uh, that he, most of a lot of this came from the Twitter files that he reported on. What you have to understand is that we are in corporate fascism and it's not just the right supporting it, it's the left, it's the Democrats, it's the Uniparty um, because you shouldn't be supporting corporate power. If you looked at how corporate charters were originally uh, meant to enable businesses to grow so large and have revenues that in some cases dwarf uh, the GDP of a lot of countries, you have to understand that they have enormous political power, which they shouldn't have because a corporation in law is seen as an individual, as a person, uh, which it is not because it doesn't have a soul. It is soulless. So Fox News is reporting critics rip Nikki Haley over vow to require all social media users to be verified blatantly unconstitutional. Haley said it was a national security threat to allow unverified users on social media. So in this rise of anti-Semitism, is it just another call, just like after 9-11 for the Patriot Act, to remove individual liberties from American citizens? Um, and this is just another authoritarian asshole who is a puppet of corporate power. And anybody who would want Nikki Haley to, to be in government, uh, you know, fine, an ambassador to the UN, who cares, right? She's not really developing policy. She's just uh, vocalizing American policy. Um, but, you know, you want her for governor of your state? Whatever, I don't have to live there. But as president or in the, within the federal government in any post, disgusting. She is a war hawk, and most Americans don't like war. So you can go do a poll and say, whether it's Israel or, or, or Ukraine, or most people don't give a shit about that. They want, uh, they want good, sound monetary policy, economic policy, and most people are... are as Candace Owens said in her interview also, is that people constantly claim, we could do both, we could fight two wars, we could do this, we could do that. They can't because America is in decline and here we are uh, romping around the world uh, finding foreign entanglements to get involved in. So the last story here, one of the last stories here has to do um, with vaccination. I am not a proponent I believe in inoculation science, all right? There is a science to inoculation. The problem is with adjuvants, adjuvant is a purposeful contaminant 
in a vaccine that's supposed to stimulate your immune system. So the problem with autism was the stacked MMR shot, which the adjuvants for a long time and still to this day was aluminum, um, was having a deleterious effect when those, and what they found in Korea and Japan is when they separated the MMR, um, they weren't getting the rates of autism that they were getting beforehand with the stacked shot. So um, most of us who had did, done the research um, have found that it was likely the stacked adjuvants that caused um, the problem with autism. So USA to, uh, reported back in 2021, uh, almost exactly two years ago, um, that former Pfizer VP and Michael Yidon, if you don't know who he is, spreads false claims about COVID-19 vaccines and child deaths. False claims, and this article by Ella Lee, who looks like some sort of fat broad, who doesn't, you know, who can't do her own research and you just have to look at the data. And this, and this has to do with this. And it's not even this. This, uh, again, is from 2021, from July of 2021. 13-year-old dies in sleep after receiving Pfizer COVID vaccine, CDC investigating. Now, I was still working in journalism at the time when this all went down. And one of the first stories we covered was, <laughs> we went to the family home. It was a tragedy. And we were wearing masks or whatever. And they said, you don't have to wear masks in here. We're all vaccinated. So the story was about their son and um, this woman's fiance was an athletics coach. He was a lacrosse coach that was in excellent health. I think he was 35 years old, died in his sleep. So in here you have around the same year, this was in May when we covered this story. This was in May of 2021. Um, but this is from July 2021, uh, 13-year-old dies in sleep after receiving COVID Pfizer vaccine. Now, when we were covering this story about the lacrosse coach, never even came into her head that had to do with the vaccine. Only a day or so later, I started to put it all together um, and found it very strange. And I worked in journalism and the reporter on it was very left-wing and certainly was going to voice my concerns to her or anybody at this large news organization I was working with. So this is from Children's Health Defense. Uh, baby who died 34 hours after vaccine had toxic level of aluminum in his blood. Now this is from uh, September and this could be this kind of news from the Children's Health Defense, uh, which RFK Jr. is a big proponent for. I think he even founded it. Um, isn't surprising. So the thing is, is that with vaccines, as I said, toxic levels of aluminum in his blood. So aluminum is an adjuvant, which is the purposeful contamination of a vaccine to stimulate the immune system. Now, this is the story that just happened. This is just from two days ago. Perfectly healthy 15-month-old girl. I said two-year-old, uh, so it's a year old, a year and three months. 
Uh, a 15-month-old girl dies two days after routine vaccination. Melody Rain Palambi Malmgren died at age 15 months from cardiac arrest and organ failure just two days after receiving the varicella DTAP and v uh, HIV vaccines. Her mother is already working to help families to avoid the same fate. And if you listen to um, Tuesdays with Perry, the latest episode, episode 60, Perry brought this up that this woman, this Australian actress, was her health was severely damaged um, by the COVID vaccine, uh, by AstraZeneca COVID vaccine, but she's still a proponent for the COVID vaccine, particularly I've, I've and she says now that her health is in decline, she's still taking the Pfizer COVID vaccines, which is just amazing. So, and this is the report from News 12 in the Bronx. Orange County 15-month-old dies two days after wellness visit vaccination. Mysterious death, they say. Was a happy toddler with an infectious smile and laugh. She loved to dance in July. The little girl celebrated her first birthday, but no one wanted to imagine it would be her last. Of course not, because you have to understand is that, like I said, I believe in inoculation, science, there is a need for it, but you have to weigh the risks before you inject something into your body or into the body of your child or your loved one. So, and then USA Today, again, with their fact check, no evidence that a two-year-old died after getting Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine by somebody else. <laughs> Just ridiculous. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not necessarily an anti-vaxxer. Um, I started getting the flu vaccine and I actually got the flu more frequently and worse. Like, I think I got the flu a few times um, pretty badly. Once I think I, it was even the plague, but that's another story entirely. Um, but I didn't get a bad flu or the flu very badly or that often until I started getting uh, the vaccine. And then I realized what I was doing, obviously, because you don't, you only know what you know. So if you don't do your research, you don't, like before germ theory, nobody knew, <laughs> nobody knew what the hell was going on anyway. Um, it's just like not understanding, like in Tucker Carlson begins his, his interview with Candace Owens talking about Galileo was seen as a heretic and he was told to shut up and it, he wasn't proven right till after his death. You only know what you know. So don't forget to engage the channel, uh, like, subscribe, share the podcast, uh, leave a comment down below, check out my other website, libpop.org. Don't forget to stay hip to the trick. I'll see you tomorrow. Fucking enemy, enemy in the water. You can't handle the truth. Rudy's revelation. <laughs> <laughs>